I'm Gregory Berg. The following morning show was recorded and initially broadcast back in 2008. One of the reasons I especially cherish this recording is because it allows me to once again hear the voice of one of my dearest friends, Walter Hermans, who passed away 10 years ago in December of 2013. A friend to many, a powerful force for good in the community. I hope you enjoy this interview. And we welcome you to the Monday Morning Show on WGTD, Kenosha, Racine, Elkhorn, and Lake Geneva. NPR News and classical music on your gateway to public radio. And we're talking about spelling today on the morning show. But I promise it's going to be more interesting and more fun than that might initially seem. I have the pleasure today of speaking with three good friends of mine who uh, are also teammates of a sort. We're going to be talking today to members of a spelling bee team called Syzygy. And uh, two years ago, they won first place in the Racine Literacy Council's annual <coughs> sp spellabration called The Buzz. It's one of the fundraisers of the Racine Literacy Council. That was the 12th annual. Last year at the 13th annual, with one change in personnel, Syzygy defended its title. This year at the 14th Annual Community Spellabration, Friday night at the Roma Lodge in Racine, they will go for title number three. And so we're going to talk with them about uh, the fun that they've had in uh, boning up on uh, some of the most difficult words that confront uh, anyone in the English language and uh, what it's been like to be part of this uh, annual spelling bee. Uh, with us, first of all, is the person for who this is really his brainchild, Daryl Storino. Uh, he uh, operates Storino Funeral Home in Racine. Uh, also here, uh, Reverend Walter Herman and Reverend Jeff Barrow. And uh, I was part of Syzygy the first time around. I couldn't last year because of a conflict with a Carthage obligation. So Jeff Barrow stepped in very ably and uh, retains the spot this year. And... Uh, so we'll see what happens Friday night. So we're going to be talking about all of this in the uh, closing portion of the morning show today. I'm going to share with you uh, a little bit of my interview with David Woolman, author of Writing the Mother Tongue, which helps explore just why the English language is such a fiendishly difficult language in which to spell. So Daryl Storino, Walter Herman, Jeff Barrow, we welcome all of you to the morning show. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Good to have you here. So in terms of fame and fortune, this is about as big as it gets when you're a, a spelling bee champion in, in southeastern Wisconsin. Uh, Daryl Storino, you're the person who kind of got the idea of putting a, a spelling bee team together. What in the world possessed you to, to do this a couple of years ago? Well, I was over by uh, Walter's house the other day, uh, oh, a few years back, and the, the Scripps National Spelling Bee was on. And ah. we were going back and forth and seeing how we could do, you know, compared to the national champions. So you were seeing, like, young people oh, on yeah. television? Yeah, oh, you know, 12, 13-year-olds. And uh, did pretty good, we thought. And <laughs> so then a few months later, it was in the paper. I saw it, and so I called Walter up at home. I said, would you like to be part of a spelling bee? Sure, why yeah. not? And that's how it started. <laughs> so just a, an insane uh, nesty plunge, and uh, you just wanted to see what would happen. Yep. Of course, it, 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 because this is a fundraiser, it involves a, a certain substantial entrance fee and so on to be part of it. You, you can't really just join this 
as a lark as much as it almost yes, sounds like that. Correct. Yeah. So uh, you greeted this invitation uh, with open arms? Well, I kind of thought he was nuts, but, you know, as a friend, I figured, well, we'll give it a try. And uh, he was um, also, uh, hopefully this isn't saying too much personally, but he was obsessed by the, the movie Aquila and the Bee, uh, which tells the story of a young woman in a spelling bee. And so uh, I knew this about him already. And so uh, I, I, I remember the invitation more like, Walter, we've got to do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you knew this was going to be a, a serious venture right from the start. Right, right. So then you had to find a third person. Uh, was that a, a, like a, a nationwide search you undertook to find your, well, we, your third team? Well, we, we did have several, you know, entries, and we just kind of eventually, no, I just, no. <laughs> no, I asked Walter, I said, who would be a, he says, let's call Greg Berg. He's, he's very good at spelling. He's gullible. He d- doesn't know how to say no. So uh, mm-hmm. that's two Let's of the most important it. ingredients in the, in the job description. So we should talk more collectively now so we can bring Jeff Barrow in about what's involved when you're preparing for kind of a, a, a relatively high-level spelling bee, the kind of, of, of preparation that goes on when a team takes this as seriously as Daryl Storino does, at least. So, Jeff, how did you greet the invitation to be part of this last year as they uh, sought to defend their title? Um, It was sort of like being uh, taken captive by terrorists. (laughs) They said, we need a third. We really can't find anyone, and you're it, and we are going to win this year. And, and of course, I've I've always thought that I'm the lowest common denominator of just about anything I enter, so... (laughs) If anyone wants to enter a spelling bee, I'm an example that it can be done. <laughs> of course, you're you're being a little modest because I've I've seen you play Scrabble. You are probably the best Scrabble player I've ever seen in my life, and I've seen some good Scrabble players. So surely that gave you at least a, equipped you on a rudimentary level to do pretty well. I, I do like words. I do the crossword every morning. Then I do the Scrabble game. Then I do the crypto quip. Then I so. I do like, I have been fascinated with words, that's true. Very good. So that's uh, what ultimately probably paved the way for this greatness. So, Daryl, explain what a team like Syzygy does to try to get ready for something like uh, the annual uh, Spelling Bee. Well, they they provide us with um, a number of practice words that they, they go from. And then we just meet on a regular basis, go over and over and over. And the ones we, we know we maybe possibly have difficulty with, then we'll just, again, to almost like the football team, you know, it's punt, pass, kick, punt, pass, <laughs> kick, punt, pass, kick, <laughs> until we got it down where there's no room for error. Right. Walter, why don't you explain the format of how the the spelling bee itself unfolds? I mean, I because mean, I, I think... Already people are wondering, how come there's three people? I and mean, when mm-hmm. we watch these spelling bees on television, usually it's one one person in the spotlight, all, all for one, one for just the one. I mean, you're, you're in it on your own entirely. Mm-hmm. Explain how this works. Well, the Racine Literacy Council uh, spelling bee is, uh, uh, is, a, is a team uh, team sport, you could say. There are teams of three people, and uh, I believe they're uh, uh, usually about uh, – about ten teams that that are in each spelling bee, and uh, we we rotate through. So each uh, uh, a word is uh, is um, given to the the team, 
and we have, I think, about 30 seconds or so to, um, to put our heads together, and then the, the person whose turn it is within the team goes up to the, uh, the microphone and spells it, and um, then you either hear a, a, little, a little ding or, a, or, or, or some other sort of sound, and uh, you're An either in or out. sort of sound. That's right, either in or out. That Syzygy hasn't heard, <laughs> but, but uh, except we've heard it blown, blown to other mm-hmm. teams, and... Uh, so it's probably important to spell out a couple other, uh, so to speak, a uh, couple of the stipulations that there is that consultation that goes goes on. Even writing mm-hmm. down can occur, but when the person goes to the mic, when the person goes to the mic, uh, they cannot bring anything with them. And in fact, that's that's um, uh, even if uh, the person going up to spell uh, doesn't really have the word down, if they can remember it for about. Uh, 45 seconds, uh, go up there and spell it, spell it quickly, it, it, it'll, it'll work. That's, that's what saved my hide. I, I didn't even realize I, I had that ability, but I could, if, if I was with two smart teammates who knew how to spell a word and they wrote it out and spelled it, I could look at it and I could remember it for actually the 10 seconds it takes to go to the mic and just rattle it off as fast as you can and uh, it, it would stay with me that long. So, but... One of the things that was I was struck by is as as some people go to the mic to do that, they might very well know the word, know how to mm-hmm. spell it, but in the glare of that spotlight before a big crowd, it's it's also a moment where you have to keep keep your wits about you and not sort of get shaken by the moment. That's the fun part about it is that it, that it is it's a it's a combination of. Uh, of, of of memorization, of course, but also of that sense of being uh, comfortable in front of a crowd, or being able not to be uh, not not to uh, be distracted by um, all these people staring at you and uh, and listening to every uh, every little thing that you say. We're talking to uh, the spelling bee team Syzygy, which uh, is going to go after its third straight title this Friday night at the 14th annual Community Spellabration which is a fundraiser of the Racine Literacy Council, Friday night at uh, Roma Lodge. Uh, this Friday night, nine teams are going to be competing, and, and these teams tend to be sponsored by various uh, organizations, companies, and so on, although you don't have to be. I mean, it can be just three people, three friends who get together and, uh, and, and do this. In fact, maybe you can talk about kind of the interesting array of different teams that have been part of this over the, the last couple of years, the different companies and organizations and so on that have put forth some really formidable opposition. Uh, C&H has, has had a team for a number of years. Uh, some other families have just got together as a group. Uh, some other businesses have, you know, collectively got together and, and uh, sponsored a team. We sponsor a team. So it's pretty much, like I said, however you want to uh, collectively get it together. I think there was um, a group of, of um, Parkside teachers. Oh, yeah. And that was, was scary. <laughs> um, and, and some tutors from the, the Racine Literacy. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they came in second mm-hmm. uh, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, two years ago, um, I think, three prison guards from, from Sturdivant or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so, so it isn't just... Uh, uh, it isn't just college professors and the like, but, I mean, all kinds of different people from the community and various ages represented as well. My, my recollection was that the runner-up had a 14-year-old on the team. 
who is very good, a, a, a very fine speller at 14, so surely no age limits at all. Right. So, Jeff, describe a, a, a typical practice session with uh, you and Daryl and, and uh, Walter. I mean, it's important that people understand the gauntlet that one runs. Well, we have two kinds of practices. We have our one-beer practices and our two-beer practices. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, what we do is we take uh, like a segment of 50 words at a time or a page at a time, depending on where we are, and one of the people will will speak the word and then the other two try to spell it. And and that that's kind of been the program of how we've done it, just take turns and and try to learn. It's, it's really a finite number of words that you have to learn. And so that's possible, um, but it's practice, practice, practice. And especially, again, I think more people probably misspeak than misspell up at the mic. Because mm. I, I had the feeling that most teams that were put out last year, the person actually knew how to spell the word. They just got lost in a in polysyllable. <laughs> well, yeah, when you're spelling prestidigitator in front of a room full of people, it's easy to lose yeah. track of, of where you are in, in, a, in a word like that. Actually, I should mention, I don't think this happened last year, but two years ago, the, I mean, they give you this booklet. Do we know how many? It's like 375 words. Right. And, and that they, they use that the, the words from that book. Now, not all 375 words, but they use words from that book for um, at, at least the first uh, uh, bunch of rounds. Uh, and, and like you said, the, uh, uh, la- last year we did not get through the book, but the first uh, two years ago uh, uh, there were still, I think, two or three, I think there were three teams left, and uh, maybe people were just getting a little tired, and uh, Roma Lodge was telling, turning out the lights, but they um, uh, put the book aside and just... Uh, gave us words uh, that we had not studied. And right, that were not in that book. And that changed the whole um, <laughs> the whole tenor, because uh, then you were going by um, uh, uh, what you knew about the, co- the word of, uh, the country of origin of the word, and um, similar words that you might have heard. I remember thinking that uh, good fortune had smiled on us, because one of my words that was not in our practice session, that, I mean, where it was my turn to spell it, was pharyngologist which is essentially a doctor of the throat. And as a voice teacher, I, I know that word pretty darn well and was able to spell it. But, I mean, it, I mean the, the, the trees started toppling mm-hmm. relatively quickly once we were outside of the comfortable confines. I think there were actually maybe four teams left. I'm not sure. But it was uh, that, that you're right. Everything really changes. So let's just give uh, listeners a, an idea. Now, it's, it's interesting to me how... Some of the words in the book are not terribly difficult, and you can kind of get lulled into yeah. complacency when you realize that you know there's words in here like appreciative and affluent and psychodrama. Uh, but then you start getting into words like, oh my gosh, geosynchronous and perchlorinate and obnebulate and uh, words that, at least I'm relatively uh, unlikely to have come across in my life. I, I, f- I feel these butterflies in my stomach coming out, and I'm not even, I don't need to spell on Friday, but you, but you do. So, I mean, do each of you have, like, different strategies for how you go about preparing, or is it just sheer genius letting it flow? Sheer genius. No. Uh, 
Uh, Jeff likes to count words. It's it's interesting that there are a number of words or a number of letters. So I just go through all twenty six letters of the alphabet, and of course, like the X's and Y's, there may be two or three words, but there are a few letters that take a majority or take a huge um, portion of the total words. So like out of the almost 400 words, there are two letters this year that make up over 100 of them. And so you really zero in on those letters is what I've found. So you've taken all of these 300-plus words and you've relisted them alphabetically? Is that it's true? not Friday yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but that's, that's basically after... After we study them generally, then then you try to get a better handle on, uh, and so that's how I do it: is try to do it letter by letter. Wow. So, how much do you end up coming away remembering words and what they mean, and potentially able to use them in everyday life, or is this just about grinding out the spelling? A little bit of both. <laughs> Every once in a while, you'll say, oh, "I remember that from last year." You know, but majority, uh, it's spelling bee competition words. Yeah, yeah. Last year, the winning word I had the privilege to spell was bees, a French wind, B-I-S-E. I don't expect I will ever use it in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. Bees, B-I-S-E, bees. Oh, I, I don't have any idea about that. I don't. I feel like I've never laid eyes on that word. I hadn't either, and... But it was in your book? It was in the book. It was in the book. Yeah. Walter, tell us about two years ago, the winning word, because I remember you spelled it. I remember it's got something to do with Greek and uh, sea battles or something, but I can't remember the word oh, anymore. Was it Nomachia? Nomachia, yeah. Nomachia, okay. Yeah, and uh, just uh, knowing a little Greek from seminary didn't, help, didn't hurt, and uh, knew the gnaw was like nautical and... The machia, I think we had a, another word with that uh, that ending, and so just kind of stuck them together, and it worked. And the way it is. It's so interesting to look at photographs from two years ago and this insane look of jubilation on our I mean, as though we've won the World Series. I mean, we were all, I mean, except for our build, we could be professional baseball players in a locker room pouring champagne on one another. I mean, that's... That it, it felt like that kind of towering victory, and especially when you you've gone against really formidable spellers on on other teams, and uh, that makes it even even a, either even a, a sweeter sensation. Um, one of the things Kate Greger would say if she were joining us today, she's the director of the Racine Literacy Council, is that she loves the fact that that this is a, a fundraiser for the Racine Literacy Council that has something to do with literacy. I mean, she loves that the, there's a nice direct tie-in fr from this versus, you know, some bake sale or something that raises money but doesn't have anything to do with, with, uh, with their, their mission. So it's Monday, and the spelling bee is Friday. What's going to happen between now and Friday? Meeting tonight to review again. Oh, we are? Is this a one beer or a two beer meeting? <laughs> Probably no beers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. The, the the coach is getting really serious. And will that be it then? And then will you just let it go till Friday? Mm -hmm. I, I And I guess, I mean, that doesn't mean you aren't still preparing on your own, but... Collectively as a group, that might be it. Wow. So, it, I mean, like, Jeff, for instance, are you spending a little time with this every single day? 
trying, yes. It, um, yeah. yeah. In fact, I was at a conference on Saturday, and I spent a good hour and a half just looking at words as as the person was speaking. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I really don't multitask that well, but she didn't know that, so I just <laughs> kept doing it. <laughs> So what is your what is your feeling about Friday? Are you trying to uh, not be overconfident or not? I mean, are you thinking a lot about what it would feel like to win this again? I'm, I'd really like to um, to win this again. If I were not on the team, I probably wouldn't be rooting for us. I mean, kind of the whole, you know, who roots for the the New England Patriots? I mean, you don't. Uh, well, you do if you live in we're, Boston. Yeah, we're not the underdogs. But I figure, uh, you know, three is a nice number, um, very uh, theological and all that. So so we'll work on, on, on going for three. Very good. Daryl, I know that you probably can just taste this. And uh, what are you feeling? Are you camping looking, down your... Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, there will be a fair amount of hours between now and Friday just reviewing the words over and over and over again. I'm sure one of the things you hope is that if, if uh, God forbid, uh, somebody knocks you off, I'm sure you hope that it will be, you know, a, a very good team, and that it won't be something kind of lost, you know, for not 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 a good reason. I mean, you know, as we kind of touched on, sometimes a very good team kind of lets it slip away with mm -hmm. a kind of a dumb little error. So. I'm sure you don't want to lose the title that way. I think that's really all we can do is try to be prepared so you don't just substitute a C for a K, uh, as as one speaks. And and the truth is that the the difference between the teams is pretty slight. That there are a lot of really fine teams that um, that are there, and and any one of them could win, frankly. Hmm. We just want to make sure we do our part to be prepared. And not embarrass ourselves. Yeah. Right. Oh, uh, that uh, that's what I kept thinking about two years ago. I just kept thinking, whatever happens, I just don't want to heap humiliation upon my head. I, <laughs> I, I, if I could just walk out of here with my head high uh, one way or another, I, that's all I really wanted. And uh, then lo and behold. In fact, Daryl, I felt like the role I played two years ago more than anything was keeping you loose. By just cracking jokes the whole yeah. time because I knew how desperately you wanted to win. So, it's, I mean, it's funny, too, how the, you know, you don't even know what the inner dynamics or chemistry of a team are and the different roles that, that people play. So, And I just find spelling to be very, as weird as it sounds, very high energy, very intense, um, pretty darn exciting. Oh, yeah, and the applause from that crowd. In fact, I felt like, Trying to explain this to people, I mean, people who weren't there, how exciting it was to be part of it was not easy. I mean, you tell people, oh, yeah, we just won the Racine County Spelling. Oh, Yawn. that's nice. <laughs> yeah, right. And, uh, but if you're there, it's, it's so exciting. Daryl, I just realized uh, we haven't given you the opportunity to uh, explain the, the, the name of the team. That was Walter's brainchild. Oh, Sigidity. I thought it was yours. Yes, nope. Walter will have to take credit for that. Nope. It's just one of my favorite words, um, S-Y-Z-Y-G-Y, because -Y -Y, I thought it looked cool. And and then I looked up the definition, and actually it has to do with three uh, celestial bodies all in alignment. So it kind of works, you know, so the the, the sun, the moon, and earth uh, all in the same same uh, uh, same line, that would be a syzygy. 
Whoa. And okay. don't we all look like celestial bodies? Yes. Well, we do, even exactly. if we've had to trade in the earth for a, a, another. And I think you just heard it there. If if Syzygy has an, an advantage at all, it's Walter Herman's because... <laughs> He used to read Roger's Thesaurus when he was a child just for fun. And, <laughs> Only and after so, I finished the encyclopedia. So he's sort of the calming presence that <laughs> Daryl and I needed. It. Probably you needed it. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, in practice, he missed a word the other night, and we just we were just so unbelievably stunned. <laughs> oh, dear. Chilled you to your bones. It huh? did. Oh, we're dear. still recovering. Oh, dear. <laughs> From the drama. All right. So should we finish with, uh, with me uh, firing a couple words at you? Would that be fun? Sure. I can't believe you're reaching for the book like I'm going to let you uh, look at the book. Um, just for that, uh, Jeff, why don't you spell for us um, coulis, coulis, a thick sauce made with pureed vegetable or fruit and often used as a garnish. As in, for dessert, Kathy ordered a chocolate tort <laughs> with a raspberry coulis. Oh, that's right, and they are whispering at each other. I'm to, not going to help him because <laughs> he's on his own. Oh no, Cooley, uh, C O U L I S. Cooley. <laughs> Thank you, teammates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is Monday. It is Monday. And... <laughs> yeah, All right, let's do another. Um, ooh. <clears throat> See, these aren't phonetic symbols, so this is hard for me to um, pronounce. Yeah. Um, uh, um, we don't fe- know how to say it. Feel a Biblist. Feel a Biblist or a lover of books. Mm, that's a good word. Piece of cake. Feel a Biblist. Feel a Biblist. You or me? You. Go ahead. Oh. Feel a Biblist. P-H-I-L-O-B-I-B-L-I-S-T. Wow. Yeah. Philobiblis. All right. Um, and then... Oh, I see here's, here's a word which has a star beside it. Ooh. So this is probably something that's been worked on especially hard. Balab- Balabula. No, Balabale. Balabale, a dance in classic ballet performed by the corps de ballet by itself or with the principal dancers. Balabale. Balabale. B-A-L-L-A-B-I-L-E. Balabale. Correct. Mm. One and all. All right. That gives you a taste of the uh, high stakes and high drama that are a part of the uh, Racine County Spellabration. And the 14th annual is coming up this Friday night at Roma Lodge. Uh, Tickets are uh, on sale at the door. They do appreciate it if you can uh, maybe phone in a reservation. Tickets are $20, and all the proceeds go to the Racine Literacy Council and to the great work which they do all year round. This is one of several uh, fundraisers which they have through the year. And if you'd like more information, you can call the Racine Literacy Council at 632-9495, or you can visit their their website. And... uh, the doors of Roma Lodge open at 5.30. Dinner is at 6. I think it's a buffet. It's a lovely buffet. The spelling bee itself starts at 7. And it just depends on how uh, how tough the teams are, how long the spelling bee goes on. I mean, two years ago, it felt like it went on five hours. I mean, it was a long, long time. And last year, I unspooled just a, a little bit more quickly. So we will see what happens. And uh, 
I am busy playing for someone's recital at Carthage, but the moment the last chord dies away, and I'll play all the songs as fast as I can, uh, I will be uh, in a car and onto the Roma Lodge to be in the audience to uh, cheer you on, cheer you on and, and the other teams, though, as well. We hope it's a great night for the Racine Literacy Council. Appreciate all of you joining us today. Any closing thoughts? Thank you for having us. Oh, great to have you here. Daryl Storino and Jeff Barrow and Walter Herman, we appreciate all of you joining us today on The Morning Show. Part 2 coming up in just a moment here on WGTD.